Al Dummer for having us. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 89. And for the first time in the new front room studios, where we're here to have one last chat with our friends. In 2019, Star Wars people will get that reference. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever, who catch up most days in Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant Hill, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. This will be our final show for the year. For 2019. Now, Grant us, uh, a few people have been asking me, how's the health? Explain to me what's happened. All right. So, God tried to kill me uh, about three weeks ago. Um, yeah, no, I, I, all of us, I just fell off a very large cliff about a month ago. Um, went to work on a Thursday, um, had a bit of a virus and then everything went downhill, turned into a bacterial infection in my throat, which turned into tonsillitis, which turned into, um, being very sick for that. And then just all of a sudden out of nowhere, I get uh, kidney stones, um, which, were so painful, made me pass out. So an ambulance ride later, um, emergency surgery on the kidney stones, uh, and then just anybody that's experienced anything down that below belt line uh, has just ruined everything below the belt. (laughs) So I've been recovering from that. Um, I went in for an operation on Friday to finalize that off. And then surprise, surprise, that's just the left-hand side. Um... The big fella has seen uh, fit to give me some more stones on the right-hand side, which in 10 days I have to deal with on the right-hand side. So, oh man, um, I've been, uh, I have been battered up over the last uh, month. You could say you've had a very bad three weeks. I've had a bad three weeks. I uh, apologize if I'm not at my usual sort of uh, witty self during this podcast, but I do feel like a horse has kicked me square in the ghoulies and... Um, that a truck that was carrying that horse then reversed back over me. Um, well, you literally were in hospital overnight two nights ago. So. Two, two nights ago, I was in hospital, and uh, but I am back because I need to do this to, this podcast for our fans uh, in the in the brand new, might I say, front room studios. Twice the size. Twice the size of the front room, the old the old studio. This is the new Scotty's Place front room studio with a view. Mate, we've got a. We're on the second floor. We've got a view out over the lovely burbs, um, and hopefully we're, we've got two mics. Yeah. Two mics now. We're not all huddled around one mic. Um, we hope that the sound is uh, is a lot better than what it was than it what it was previously. Um, but yeah, now I'm back. Uh, I am. Uh, they tried to kill me, but they couldn't do it. Uh, just call me John Wick. Well, in all sincerity, it's good to see you back, healthy. Thank mate. you very much, dude. Uh, look, it's for Essendon fans. It's it's been. Do you know what? With Essendon, this is just never a dull off season. We just cannot have. It'd be nice to have one. Seriously, it's just no. There's no situation where there's two and a half months of no news happening. And that's it's. It'd be nice to just. I don't. Know, I think the, the the one that was great was when we got pick six and seven or something like that, and it was just an average trade period. And went, oh great, we got Parish, we got Francis, and then that was it. Is always. It'd be nice to just get a couple of draft picks, see them come into the club, have a steady, controlled coaching staff (laughs) with excellent off-field, and then just turn up and have watch our new draft picks start to blossom. But that's never the case at Essendon. There is always off-season drama. No, well, look, in all seriousness, uh, if you look at how many names have left the club, it's It's a lot of names, It's what I call a subtle clean-out almost at the Uh, club. 
Uh, and it hasn't been promoted much, but there's a lot of players that left. and A lot, a lot of, of experience. A lot, lot of experience. Coaches, assistant coaches, fitness guys. Yep. Uh, uh, players. Anal- analysis guys, players. Yep. So we've had a... A rotation, uh, you would say, and, and very they've they've kept it under control quite well. But in, in reality, there's been a lot of positional moves. It's at another the club. year of upheaval at the club. So um, I, I'm trying to work out the words upheaval or just straightening, See, under identifying just key weaknesses and going. Actually, we've got to act now. And I, I, but I honestly think you're right. I mean, upheaval might not be the right word for it, but I think because there's no, there's been no. Uh, bitterness, Fights like, like Crow and all them yeah, yeah, yeah. going. They're, they're all got other jobs. There's yeah. been, it's been, it's been kind of like a. Uh, I mean, Xavier handles things pretty well with that point. Like, um, if you're talking about like the payouts for the 34 guys and every all those things that could yeah. be in massive tension, he has, he does have a great gift of. Uh, of doing those kind of decisions, as but smoothly as possible, as, but very quite smooth. Yeah. And if you think of how many players that left. Um, and, and staff and everything, it, it's it's been kept up to control quite well as yeah. far as emotion and... Yeah, I will take the word upheaval back, I must say. I'll take that back in that it's just been... An, and every year, I mean, every, every AFL club and every AFL supporter knows that at the end of every year, there's always going to be players that come to the end of their careers, yeah. like the Bagleys and the Myers and that sort of yeah. stuff. That, that stuff happens. Um, and, and then, look, and with Hartley's situation too. I mean, if you think of Hartley's situation now, I, I, I must admit I'm biased towards this. I, I'm a I'm part of a group that is a player sponsor with yeah. Michael Hartley. So I've you know when you have functions and you're having a dinner with Hearts, you get to know him. You get to know uh, the, the person, his family a bit better, and the behind the scenes. Uh, and he's one of the nicest guys. Now, obviously Hawthorne gave him. Um, uh, reassurances, reassurances, uh, money, extra year than Essendon did. I see. I have no problem with a guy who played eighty percent of the year in the VFL. Uh. Of course, you explore your options. Of course, one, you want to play senior footy, but two, Essendon. He, I, he, look, I know he had no issue with Essendon offering one year deal. Yeah, um, and but, it's the and it's the appropriate amount. Yeah, yeah. Like for a player from like where him, we're at. Yeah, that's that was the appropriate, appropriate response from Essendon. Yeah. Hearts, Hearts, who I know had been talking since August, so this wasn't, oh, he should have done this earlier so we could have got a trade or anything. No, no. The whole thing was had been planned out. Yep. And he just has a young girl. He just had a baby. He's just about to get married. Someone offers you two years, big money. From Hawthorne. We're, we're from not Hawthorne. talking GWS yeah. where he's got to uprift his, up, uprift so his life. For me, it's just all the best, mate. You, I absolutely loved um, being a sponsor of you. Uh, from our show anyway, we just wish him all the best. We family all the best. They're the kind of things like I, I think Melksham was very similar when he in his life stage when he just had a kid, um, and we're, it's still an employment. I know people have yeah. this; they must dedicate to Essendon, but no, it's still you still got. If you're getting married and have a kid, it actually is family first. That's just reality. Yeah. I, I would be exact same. And this is the thing: if it was, I mean, Hearts has got to understand that he's not exactly going to line up at. Um, the starting fullback on any team, right? So he understands that his role is a reserve, yeah. and that's how the AFL sees him. But he also knows Hawthorne's defense is actually quite suspect. So yeah. if he's going to get a senior game, it's going to be at a club like that. And guaranteed 12 more months. It's yeah. just, that's a that was an absolute business decision, and you can't begrudge 
um, him from doing it. No. Nah. And I, like I said, if Essendon walked up and said uh, no contract or anything, I'd go, yeah, that's a bit and harsh. Both parties, but... yeah, would be absolutely fine. Just go, yeah, yeah. We, we get it. We, we, it's tw- an extra twelve months guaranteed. It's 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 down the road from Essendon. It's not it's not a problem for Hearts. So yeah, absolutely. Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast wishes Hearts all the best. Now, just to obviously since. Uh, we haven't done one, uh, obviously a show for over two months, so sorry about that. But obviously, with me moving house, I think everyone understands yeah. what's been going on. Uh, we obviously had the national draft, uh, and also picked up uh, through trades and, and through rookies some players. So and let's go internationals. Let's go through some names. We'll go through the internationals first. Now we're obviously having developing a a, a connection from Ireland. Um, yeah. Uh, so with Ross McQuillan. And um, Kyan McBride. Is, it, is that it's how you say it? Kyan, as far Kyan as I McBride. understand. Now I'm going to work uh, my butt off to try and get pronunciations right this year. I got a little bit of flack from my old childhood days where I always say Danahar. Did you? And so I had two or three people saying, "Can you pronounce it right?" So I look. I get that. It's just a bit of an Aussie slang thing in me. I actually know it's Danaher. Please understand that. It's just. <sighs> You, if you go to any famous clip in the young with Danaher, it's Danaher. You know, yeah, that's just the way I was brought up, and I've said it. Uh, so I don't mean anything by it. It's just something I've done. But I will, at best, I will get it wrong sometimes. So just be understand it. Yeah. But I will, at my best, try and get names right. And Danaher, and I understand as Danaher, but it's just an Aussie thing uh, that I've just had that slang. Um, but let's. Uh, we'll just discuss the the Irish guys. Obviously, uh, uh, how do I say it again? Kyan. Kyan. Uh, taller kind of running Irishman. I, I, look, uh, both of them are really interesting. I mean, both of them have, uh, if, if you're talking 20-meter sprints or 50-meter sprints, uh, they're elite. This is the thing with these two guys. There's been a lot of, um, recently, a lot of Irishmen come over into different clubs. Like Carlton's had a few... Melbourne's had a couple that haven't really worked out, right? There haven't, there hasn't been, other than Connor, there's not really been a um, an Irishman that stepped up in a big way. <coughs> excuse me, since um old mate that was with uh, Brizzy that now went down to the Gold Coast. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Old mate, what's his name? Um, <laughs> we'll get his name. Please. We'll get his name. It's it's been a while since we've done a podcast, everybody. Um, but um, Kyan and Ross McQuillan. They're actually very highly rated. Like they were Essendon, and we'll talk about this with regards to our overall draft strategy in a minute, but we had to look because we didn't have a first rounder this year and everybody knows why we didn't. And um, and that's okay, in my opinion. So we had to, and this is where I'm going to start referring to him as the statue because if they don't build one to him down at Essendon very soon, they will be doing him an injustice. Um, statue Dodoro has gone... Um, off on a tangent to try and find potential first round draft picks elsewhere. And in, in Kyan McBride and Ross McQuillan, I reckon he's got two Irishmen that are better than your average sort of Irish draft picks. They are, they have size, they have serious quickness and both of them, when you talk to them, look very businesslike. Well, they're both renowned for being very competitive. Yeah, um, very competitive. Quite, can get quite heated, so they've got the attributes for AFL. I like it. Um, and look, the, the the Irish guys do seem to adapt really fast and really well. So I think they're really interesting projects. I'm not expecting, obviously, much in the first 12. No, no, no. A no. bit like, like Connor. Like, like Connor, yeah. 
kind of no one you know but you bet your you bet your life they'll do something freaky in the vfl yeah like they'll every now and then you'll get just a freak bit of talent or they'll pick up a ball on a wing and they'll burn some people off and you'll go oh yeah 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 that's the good (laughs) stuff right there yeah yeah i saw the clip of him um uh, of them trying to uh, bounce the ball on the run. <laughs> yeah, that's a... But so, and they're, they're working from way back, but uh, I have heard their kicking has come along really well. Oh. Uh, actually, on the clip, you could tell the way they're bouncing the ball. Uh, it won't be too long to they're bouncing it quite naturally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, but look, I like them because they're not... really exciting prospects. Yeah, got a good amount of size to them. They've got some quickness. Um, we'll put a bit of muscle on them. And, uh, mate, I don't know where you'd put them. Like, they could... That's the cool thing with Irishmen. They can go anywhere. Yeah, they can. They can be a classic wing player. Could yeah. Be a, one could be... A, I mean, obviously, um, one's kind of destined to be a forward. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and Ross is a, is more like a yeah, midfielder, wingman pace. Yep. Maybe half-back, a bit like Connor, but yeah. can play him in multiple positions. Look, so we'll, look, we'll have a quick break and actually then go to the guys we picked up in the National Draft. Yep. So, be back in 20 seconds. It hurts with every heartbeat And it hurts with every heartbeat And it welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, Scotty, um, our draft picks for this year. Um, talk us through them. Yep, so as we were saying before, we didn't really have a top 30 pick. Uh, we did do a slight trade-up and got Harrison Jones. Now, Harrison Jones, uh, a tallish, I think it's around 197 centimetres, if, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, obviously not to that talent, but plays in a similar style to a Nick Rewalt. Like, yeah, like likes running. To, likes to run off his uh, defender, uh, kind of a power runner. So it'll be interesting to see. Look, the boy's skinny. Yeah, he is and all. There's no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that. But I think they're banking on his talent. They really rate him. They actually, um, Dodore was pretty genuine when he said, look, we probably had him late in the first round as far as what we thought he okay. was worth. cool. Uh, I noticed in the Phantom uh, kind of drafts, he was, I, I looked at four Phantom drafts, like the four big ones. He was kind of twice, number 20, 21 and 24. Okay. So to get him in, in the 30s uh, actually is a good result. So yeah. Because that's the thing with those guys is if they've got the ability, like the marking and the, the nous and stuff, you can always put a body on them. Yeah, yeah. You, you can always put muscle on a guy. Can't Build you? him up a little bit, yeah. Mad, mad Essendon fam. So ah. he, was, he was dying to get to Essendon. He just, he, he just did not comprehend that even he had a chance to get to Essendon. Um, but... Uh, we once we thought we could have a chance, we decided to do a trade up. Okay. Um, and we got him. So I that's think what you want. I, I think that's they're really wrapped. Look, um, Nick Bryan came in uh, just after that. Now he's obviously going to be a future uh, ruckman. Future, future ruckman. He's a yeah, because he's a young kid. Yeah, so he's obviously got. We've obviously now our ruck stocks are quite. We'll talk about it a bit later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Our ruck stocks have, have improved dramatically. Huh. Um, so with Sam Draper coming back from injury, obviously we'll talk about Andrew Phillips soon, um, and Tommy Bell Chambers back healthy. So look, Nick Bryan's going to be a classic ruckman, and we all know ruckman probably around the 23, 24 yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. Take some uh, time. Are more their 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 age and their where they're. 
they got the muscle and everything. He's again a classic skinny guy. Two hundred and four centimeters, tallest but, player in the ruck in yeah. the in the in the draft. Look, a lot of people do rate him though. I mean, uh, picks one and two in the in this draft, they're they're roving to this guy. So yeah. in the championship, so look, he's. I think he's a genuine talent. Uh, he's got a very unusual body. Like I don't know if you've ever watched it. It's he's got unusual legs and okay. he's just. But he's got something about him. I really but that's like. the thing. He, <clears throat> he could be a bit unco. Like he yeah. could be a bit ruckman, young ruckman <laughs> unco at the minute. I think. But... I think no matter what, if you're if you're 18 years old and you're that tall, 204 centimeters, you're going to be unco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah gonna... So I I think that's his exciting talent. I, I with him and Draper, you know, in in four or five years, it's could be a very lethal combination and it's a it's a good i reckon it's, it's damn good planning because we had tommy bell bless but he's he's uh, he's getting a bit old now is tommy um but sammy draper's should have been playing last year because so he's almost ready yeah um and then you've got this kid coming up behind so it's always difficult to have a clear succession plan and and players coming in behind in the ruck yeah i think we've done it i think yeah. tommy's got plenty of seasons left in him which will get Sammy Draper um, some time to get um, ready again and get him playing. And then we've got this kid coming up behind. Yep. And look, if there was a slight surprise in the in the drafting, it was probably the next two guys because they're, they're both classed as kind of maybe small forwards. And, you know, it. I think there's a few articles noting about, does that mean Fantasia? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. And possibly. Maybe. But, but, maybe. Uh, I think also Dodoro has a, a very much of... Uh, a firm view that he picks up the best player yeah. in the draft yeah. um, and sees, sees what they can do. So Ned Kale, um, now it's obviously it looks like it reads like it's Cahill, um, but I think I think the actual pronunciation should be Kale. I think it's an SA thing. I think yeah. it's like a, a WA Almost read it like Kale. a C-H, C, almost like a silent I. So it's, uh, it's really Kale. And yeah. um, he's a small forward, again, noted for dynamic running. Yeah. So he's very, very fit, very professional. Got the good young blonde about him. He's, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good-looking little rooster. I, I just got this funny feeling there's just there's a bit of cheekiness about him. Yeah. Uh, a bit of Devin Smith almost. Yeah, I like it. So, I've uh, seen a little spark in that kid's eye. Like he's, yeah, he's one of those... I, There's something about him I go, uh, he's a player I'm going to watch a bit because uh, yeah. he just has this look about him like... Betchery loves a goal. So, I bet you yeah, he yeah. loves a goal, that boy. Yeah. Def- I was looking at Nick Bryan. Like, Nick Bryan looks just genuinely happy to be at Essendon, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a ruckman, and he just looks genuinely happy. But you look at Ned Kale when he was around the club in the in the films that I've seen, yep. permanent smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, He's looking at people. He's winking at Walla. I reckon he's got a bit of cheekiness about well, him. he's definitely known for his competition. Um, yeah, good and on look, him. And look, the, the guy after that is the exact same, almost, you could almost read the same thing, uh, which is um, Lucky Johnson. So Chris Johnson's yep. son couldn't, from the Brisbane Lions. get a better bloodline. Yeah, well, I'm a massive fan of Chris Johnson. Oh, man. So, it's... Lucky, look, uh, there's something, I, I was noting this to um, uh, a friend of mine who's an Essendon fan at work, there's something appealing about two clubs fighting off for one guy who they know is going to miss the next year. Like, who else was going after? So Brisbane, oh, Brisbane, Brisbane was him. very, very keen. They wanted to rookie him after the draft. Yep. Um, we had to make the call whether we just try and steal him yeah. as a pick. Yep. And we did. Um, so, so he's going to be on the list. 
basically without nothing to do next year besides yeah, yeah, rehab. Get better. So I like the fact that two clubs were after him, knowing he's going to miss a year with a knee reconstruction. Yep. Uh, there's just something about that. I go. There's something about the kid then. Oh. Uh, uh, that that kind of just reads well. I mean, he he again has a chip on his shoulder kind of player. They believe Essendon believe that he could definitely play midfield. Okay. Um, and that's where they're going to. I reckon. Look and is, at him. is his dad Melbourne based now? I believe so. I believe quite a bit yes. of his family's. So I've, it's not like he has to go back home. I think like Lockie was actually Brisbane. more pleased that that he stayed in Melbourne. He stayed in yeah, Melbourne. Okay, cool. So it's not a case of yeah, families in Brisbane. Uh, uh, he obviously would have gone to either one. Yeah, and happy to. But I, I do. I got that sense. He was okay, a little bro. bit relieved that we got him. Yeah, good. Uh, again, big smile. Looks just he's so excited to be around the club. Hello. Uh, all the rookies did. Got the hairdo going. Hello, all, all the rookies. It was hilarious. You see, um, uh, like when they meet Waller and that sort of stuff. You see these kids walking into the into the change rooms, and they It's like when Mozzie first walked in there. Their eyes are bigger than their heads when they're walking into these joints, and the boys just give them a polite shake on the hand and that sort yeah. of stuff. But especially like Nick Bryan and that, you can see him walking around, and he's taller than everybody else. Um, but it, their their faces are just lit up to be there. And that, I, I tell you what, if you haven't seen that, get onto the SNL website and look up the um, the video of them with the onboarding. Yeah, yeah. that onboarding. Yeah, look, the SNL media actually this week have been fantastic. Yeah, the, it the looks the really scene, good. The behind the scenes stuff has been really invaluable to yeah. me. Like, uh, I, and I actually tweet them support. I know the club gets a lot of knockers, but uh, I tweeted the media guys just my support because I think we should be doing that sometimes. Uh, and just noting, you know, there's always things where you can tweet the club and say, what about this? Or that's huh. fine. They get that. They can handle that. But there's also things they do really well. Uh, and I also like to make sure I yeah. I tweet them, say, hey, guys. I, I tweeted the head of uh, media department. And he tweeted back, say, you know, he sent me a message. Thanks. That really means a lot. And I'm sure it does because they're not quite sure how we're taking it. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I think the behind-the-scenes stuff has been fantastic since the draft. Absolutely. And I think also Essendon, and speak for the whole entire club here, which I shouldn't do, but I bet you a million bucks um, that hearing directly from fans um, I mean, Scott and I walk, work corporate enough to know that to hear from your end customer is all important. Yeah. yeah. Right? So to hear, not, not not so much just you suck, you suck, you suck, but if they do something good and you like what they're doing or they're off on a, on a new way of doing things, like we've seen a lot more videos from, from Essendon Media, I think, yeah. over the draft period than we have in the last few years. I like it. It's great. It shows you more around the club. Yeah. yeah, more around the club, more so, yeah, of the players. You're seeing, you're seeing guys getting introduced for the first time, <sighs> and it's great. Like uh, Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about Mitch Hibbert later on, but um, you see him being emotional on the phone when yeah. he got picked. And, but I love that because I, I, it's like it's something special. You go, oh, he really it means a lot to him. Like, it's, a, it's, you, it's the human element. That's you go, the thing, yeah. This yeah. is a person who's just got a lifeline. It's not just, oh, good, he's playing for Essendon. It, it, it means so much for him and his family yeah. to, to get this, to get that tick. So, look, obviously we got guys um, in Tom Cutler and Andrew Phillips. Tom Cutler is an interesting one. He's interesting for me. Yeah. Uh, he's an odd look. He's an athlete-looking bloke, isn't he? You definitely sense he's going to play games, right? Yeah. And I don't know if we're from round one, but he, he's... Got a 60 meter boom kick on him. Yeah. There's a bit of David Myers, but a right footer. I know. Him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's obviously tall, massive kick. Um, 
probably needs to find the footy a little bit more for his liking. But there's definitely, there's definitely a, a, a prospect there. Uh, I reckon, I reckon and, there's and a we, spot on yeah. the wing for him. And we, yeah, our wings are probably our, yeah. one of our weaknesses. Because we've had Zarakis running off wings and we've had yeah. sort of bit players and on And Zach wings. has been obviously very inconsistent. So we... we, we We've been trying, well, hoping to get something that's a bit more consistent. So uh, there'll be interesting fighting for positions. Mate, he's, got, he's got a bit of tallness about him. He's um, yep. absolutely ridiculously fit rooster. He's got 60-plus metres in his boot. Yeah. Um, he definitely likes a goal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we need goal-kicking mid. So, yeah. So Mate, I, I'm, him flying off a wing down half-forward flank and thinking, actually, you know what, bugger it, I'm going to get to 50 and drop one. That's that's a decent asset to have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and something about guys who can kick the ball 65 meters, you can kick over uh, wall defenses, de- wall yeah, defenses and and, um, and, and especially thing, too yeah. if if he if he can be the guy, I don't know, maybe if he kicks out, maybe he plays down back and he kicks out or something, he's got a good le- uh, a good boot, or maybe he's the guy with a bit of tallness about him who can take that mark from the back, from the kick out side of the near 50. Yeah, yeah. yeah take, take the mark at 50 and then hit somebody out on a wing or something along those yeah. lines. Andrew Phillips is it was a really good get. That uh, was a big one. Yeah, I mean, he played a lot of senior games uh, for Carlton. So he's a, a, lot of he's a proper yeah, he's a proper ruckman, a genuine backup ruckman. Yeah. Uh, and I would say a, a much higher quality backup ruckman. And a, than it's going to give it's going to give Belly the opportunity to have a few weeks rest. And no doubt, I mean, Belly's at the age and his body that he needs games off. Yeah. Um, to just make sure his body's right. Yep. So I think I think the club will have a lot more faith in Andrew Phillips. And then look, if Draper comes on this year too, I mean you've got three I will play three proper yep three proper prospects, and Draper's still keen to try and be ready. He knows he'll be VFL, but to try and be ready by round one or two. Um, so it will take him probably a half a year to get his knee and make sure he's comfortable. But that's an exciting kind of uh, ruck stocks that we've haven't had for a long time. Uh, look. In obviously we picked up uh, Mitch Hibbert uh, in the was the rookie draft. Yep. Uh, really good selection. Like uh, uh, again, I mean the boy is a physical beast. Uh, yeah, it's, his it's, photos. He like oh wow. Yeah. And, and look, he he averaged. If I actually rate the VFL, or when you go to the VFL, it is a good competition. It's oh. a hard physical because there's competition. some old boys yeah, yeah. in there that will knock you around. Yeah. And, and like he's averaging twenty four possessions, but he's averaging seven tackles, yeah. uh, which tells me his work rate is really strong. Uh, he kicked ten goals last year. It's the work I, rate of a bloke that wants back into the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's interesting because his path was when he went to North Melbourne. North Melbourne felt like they had elite talent in the midfield, and he wanted to play midfield. And they just said, "No, we're just, we're just going to see if you can play forward." Uh, sorry, no defense. Sorry, uh, a defensive role. And he never broke out of that defensive role. And yeah. then they delisted him. It goes to Williamstown, and they say, "Look, here's the midfield role you wanted that he played as a junior. And he starred. Yeah, like he starred. Uh, so we've got him at that nice time where he's he's keen. He's that keen, and yep. and he's found himself. He's found the role that he knows he can do. He's and he's comfortable in doing it. Yep. I just got this funny feeling about this guy. I've just got this funny feeling that he'll play more games than maybe we think. Um, I, I hope he becomes part of that sort of next, um, the 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 next tier down from your yeah. um, from your Zackers and those guys. Well, I mean, I mean, 
Zach Merritt, I think, averages what five or six tackles. So they average seven tackles. In oh look, it's 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 for me. If like you add you add him as mm-hmm. as Devin Smith and Zach Merritt, and I I regard Heppel as a fairly good tackler yeah. and pressure player. Uh, he's not quick, but he's he, he's he's very highly competitive yeah. as a person. That's a good defensively more-minded midfield. Absolutely. It, it, and this is the thing. We've got some outside players, right? We've got players that can run from packs. The McGraths. The yeah, McGraths, yeah. And yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I, I think he, given the opportunity to shine, and again, I think he'll start in the twos, um, but he'll he'll do very well in the twos, and it will be very difficult not to put him in the side. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone, and we, we were saying this, Scott and I were talking a while back about um, the likes of, and, and mate, we love you to death, but the likes of Langford and those guys need to perform because Langford's in the seniors and that's fine, but they'll need to perform consistently week in, week out because people like um, Mitch Hibbard will be sitting there right on his heels. I mean, there's a whole group of guys. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things I was going to talk about, and I'm happy to talk about it now, but actually I'll talk about it after the break. Yeah, we'll go to a quick break. Is um, is that tier of players, and even the the highly rated tier of players? Yeah, and because there's some names on it. After the break, we're going to talk about what does success actually look like for Essendon, and where it needs to come from. Uh, and there's several areas, and I want to talk about it, and we'll talk about it after the break. Yep. Mitch Hibbert's main concern is Jacob Townsend. Is the yeah. is the picking up of Jacob Townsend? Jacob Townsend, uh, he. If you want to talk about a chip on your shoulder, now he's a grand. He's played in the grand final, won a grand final. Yep. But uh, he's and played well in that grand final too. But I mean, to to say straight away, and this is his quote: "I'm not here to be a bit of a depth player. I'm sort of over that at the moment." He says, "I want to be an inside, hard wrestling, tall midfielder." Oh, mate, son, go all for it. Yeah, like, mate, if, go nuts. If you work out like that, where all our fans are all for it. So there's Go nuts, Jacob. There is there's some great competition and and I I genuinely don't know who wins and who loses. Like I, no, and, and this is the thing. I, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about that next tier of players because your Zach Merritts and, and Dyson Heppel and those guys are your first pick midfielders, right? And that's that is on merit and requirements and absolutely without question. But your next tier, who comes in after that, mate? That is up for grabs. That is really up for grabs. Like, I know people wanted us to do a, like a, hey, can you do a, a round one team? I can't do I it. I don't know. I don't actually know. Like, I I need to see some JLT games, preseason no, games. Absolutely. I actually need to see some some of these guys because in reality, I see Jacob Townsend playing forward for Richmond. I've only seen that myself. Yeah. I've seen him make do a few hard tags and do it really well. Um, but that's it. I, I haven't seen him be just a genuine inside mid. I haven't seen Mitch Hibbert. Like I, I'll be honest, I I know I've gone to a game where Mitch Hibbert's played, but obviously I'm looking at Essendon. Yeah. I'm studying Essendon. Round so, one's too difficult this year so, to be predicting. I need to see how the current players, the Langfords and those kind of guys, Clark, Harishes, Smith, much all those, that, yeah. how they come back, yeah. uh, and then how these guys and then the newer guys. It is a little lottery for me. I I, I couldn't do a round one side no. at the moment. So I'll do run after about round three yeah, <laughs> of a round one side. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is up in the air and um, probably good for Rutten to have a, a lot of competition. In, in and and that, that's actually a good point in that Ben's not going to know. He's not going to know the no, difference no. between any of the players. And he knows Townsend. So he knows yeah. what he's going to get. Absolutely. And Carousella will know what he's going to get. Yeah. So. so we'll come back from a break uh, and we'll keep having a chat. No worries. 
and welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, what do we got up next, Scotty? What do we, what do we need to do next year um, to be different? Now, there's a lot of things different. There's a lot of players different. There's going to head coach is going to be different. The whole thing, right? What do we need to do next year to be more ultimately successful? Well, that's a, I think that's the conversation that most fans I, I've been talking to have been discussing because I think Essendon's at this critical point where their year-by-year success is not really coming. And, I, and I, if we're honest, dude, we've, we've been at that point for a while. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the saga and all that and before that, uh, in this kind of little era uh, of getting some decent players and Shield and Stringer and Saad and Smith, uh, I think there's a point where... We obviously targeted those four guys to upskill our team. Yep. Uh, I, I personally feel it was a little bit of an indictment on the club that those four guys probably became top eight players. I don't uh. think we ever thought that. But it, it kind of taught us a little bit about the development of our own side, if I'm being honest. Uh, and I think that is being addressed at the moment. I, I wish it was addressed four years ago. Yeah. But I, I think it is being addressed. Uh, I think Lee Tudor is a really good... Um, person to bring on as a development coach. Yeah, I agree. Kelly's remaining as development coach. You got Ball. Um, they've got some really good, sensible guys there. You've upskilled your coaching with Carousella. so that's a that's a big get, by the way. That's a very that's a get. reasonable get for the club. Yeah, so I think I think the club's spending more money on the football operations area. Yep, yep. and God good bless thing. them. <laughs> good thing, because we really need it. Yeah. It did feel like, and I've said this before, it did feel like a club trying to pay off debt and... To run the admin of a club rather than running the football team of a club. Yeah, exactly. So so now that we've kind of debt-free and well done to all for making us debt-free, uh, we're now spending some money on the football operations department. New fitness guy uh, coming over from Hawthorne. Uh, well respected. Really impressive assistant coach in Carousella, bringing in Lee Tudor. So that, that kind of experience and quality uh, can know, obviously should, I'll say should, yeah. should be able to start crafting a, a game plan that's that's consistent and sustainable. And that's on our players as well. So you can coach the heck out of a game plan. Yep. Uh, I think some of our leaders need to stand up. And, and I'm talking about, Look, if you talk about the history of our leaders, right? You're talking Jade Anaha, Fantasia, mm-hmm. Heppel, um, Hurley, Zach Merritt, yep. and and to a lesser, to a further extent, we all. I think everyone thinks Hurley and Hooker are leaders, uh, yep. whether they're voted in or not. But some of those guys, I think Heppel's a very good leader. Uh, I think I think some other guys, and I probably you know the names I'm thinking of, need to actually take that next step yep. of leadership and start really demanding excellence of themselves and of the team. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the leadership group. I know they're going uh, they're going away soon, uh, and that will be kind of decided in that oh, away just the leadership, Oh, just the leadership team are going away? Uh, no, I think the club's going away, but within that structure of going okay. away, they're going to talk about the leadership group. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going too far. I'll, I'll be surprised if, if I hear a few names. Um I think maybe, there'll be changes. Maybe one name. I'll be surprised if, if he's in the leadership group. Yep. Uh, I think you know who I'm talking about. But I think the on-field now has to be 100% of our focus. 
uh, I think the having excellence, having professionalism, having uh, look, we we've got all the resources now to do it, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of change over this year. So uh, there is that fear with the rotten worst fold of having a bit of a gap year while we're learning it, and I think it's a genuine fear. Yep. Like I, I'm. This is the first off season. I'm not as bullish about us immediately improving. Can I can I correct you on that? I, I just I don't know that the listeners would have would have taken that exactly the right way that they should because you've explained it to me that you you want to see reaction, you want to see evidence before you can then support. Yeah, well, I, well, I think that's it. I think most fans are getting that point where you know if you if you win. 12 games and 17, 12 games, 18, 12 games, That's 19, the thing, right? Then you're, whether you play finals or not, you're not overly improving as a side. And you're starting off slow the year. That's you're playing catch-up and you finish the year tired because you play catch-up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, we're, we're kind of going, well. And that, that's the thing like Scotty and I were talking about. When you when you say bullish, I mean, I think it's, it's, we've, Essendon, uh, Scotty and I, Essendon supporters will be to the day we drop dead. But um, I think this year, we're going in with much more cautious hesitance than we have before. Yeah, we're, we're not talking the team up. No. We're not ne- because we don't believe that they can compete at the highest level. More that you, at some point they have to show us... That's it. ...that they've got the... Yeah. Uh, we can't forgive yeah. JLT games anymore. I, I don't no, think we should. We've got to take everything... Uh, we've got to take everything much... With much more professionalism, because the JLT last year was just an indictment. And it's I know, a joke. I know it's preseason, but it, it, if I saw that in a preseason game, I'd be horrified. Yeah. You've actually, there's still the whole point is is to get you to a level to be ready for round one. And this is you the thing cannot then. be thirty percent of just playing of the standard of round one, and respect the seventy percent just to snap into it. And that's year. it. If you're if you're Richmond or you're West Coast or you're Richmond's won two flags in three years and. And you can come out and play like that in a JLT because you've got the runs on the board. But if you're a hungry, supposedly young, with a good mix of old, young football side like Essendon, who are apparently knocking on that window that everybody hears about, you should be belting the JLT as hard as you can to show the rest of the competition that on round one, we're coming round one, baby. Not throw some rookies into into the JLT and just take it like the joke that kind of competition that it is. I say we treat the entire JLT like we want to win the premiership. Yeah, well and come out and smash people. Robert Shaw always has that famous story where when they talked about ninety nine about how they approached the uh, the season two thousand, which we only lost one game for the whole year and we won the preseason cup. Yeah. Uh, and his was his view was no, even the preseason, we get we are gonna treat this very seriously we're going to be ready by round one. Hmm. Uh, we sh- we're all peed off that we lost in 99 where we should have won the grand final. So we're all going to be focused. And that's how they came out. And they ripped through the preseason. and then But they just carried on yeah. to round one. Good form is because, winning form, man. Like, exactly. see, and, and that's the thing. I understand in JLT, you're going to see Mozzie play. You're going to see Braden Ham play. You're probably going to see the Irishman play. But I want their attitude to be everyone the same, though. That's it. But I want to see... Smith and Shield and Stringer and Heppel and those guys. I want to yeah. see the starting midfield play. Yeah. Maybe they don't play for the entire game. Maybe they play for a smaller period of time. But I want to see Jimmy Stewart at half forward. I want to see Danaher at full forward if he's fit. But I want to see every fit player in that side in JLT attempting to win games of football, not just 
yeah. trying to figure out Rutten's new plan or something like that. I want them to know the plan and I want them to come out in JLT round one and execute. Yeah. Show yeah. the club, show the supporters in the club what we can expect and the rest of the rest of the AFL, what they're going to expect from Essendon next year. Yep. And look, the carousel part on the ball movement is is, is critical. I, I'm really hoping we can see uh, a massive upgrade in yeah. how we move the ball. I uh. think that's critical for us. Now, and let, obviously we want to reduce our turnovers as well, but I think that's just a we can we can get quite stagnant in our ball movement. Yeah. And pretty much 50 meters up the wing and hope um, uh, and we get into sort of fall into that trap. Look, the the worry is, uh, and I don't know if I'm a realist, when you hear at the AGM uh, that there's 23 guys basically training and, and the rest are a modified group, I, I do, I, I can't, I can't sort of not lie. <laughs> I have to be say I'm... It's realism, Scott. It's realism. Yeah. But I, look, the Melbourne Demons obviously were tipped to finish around fourth this year. They had a horrible preseason prior to the year. They had half their list all in modified groups mm-hmm. up till Feb. Um, and it, what they they finished, what, second last, uh, third last? Uh, uh, now, I don't think we're that bad. No. But it does show talent. you, I mean, every player stresses how important a preseason is. By God, I, uh, I hope by January 6th or 9th, whatever they come back, that most guys... Uh, and I, I obviously genuinely believe Denaha won't be ready by round one. No, I, he's got a long I, way to go. I can read between the lines of the comments of the AGM to say, he, he, think of it more <laughs> round six or yeah. something like that. But our core, if we can get Stewart up and running, yeah. uh, at least, and McKernan, yep. I think that's a start. But if we can get our midfield, like if Heppel can start um, do training in January, and at least get January and Feb in him, I, I, I would back him uh, because... Devin Smith running at full pace, yeah. Zach Merritt's running at full pace, yeah. uh, Shields running Shields at full pace. Shields fine. So, Stringer should be fine. So there's a lot of the midfield that are actually running not too bad. Yep. Clark, Langford. Much you know, should be back to speed. Hibbard coming on, Cutler yeah. coming on. And, and a lot of games are won in the midfield. So that's the that's the good part. Our, probably our tall stocks and our key positions are all over the shop. Yep. Um, and I think still Hooker, to me, just looks like he's still got a slight sore back. Um, so there's just things I'm just concerned about. A little on the, on the sly, yeah. So look, let's hope by mid-January that 23 goes to at least 33, Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> um, I understand there's always going to be a modified group, but we need at least six to eight weeks into those guys. Um, Speaking of guys, this is just a random question. Is Mozzie, Mozzie due back or is he still no, modified look, he, for a while? He's training. Uh, he did come back heavy. Uh, I'll just be honest. Yeah. Um, he he's put on muscle, but he's also come back a bit heavy. So uh-huh. he's he's working that off. Uh-huh. But he, he had he had that kind of off season from basically October. Um, he couldn't run. He had a, they've been working on his hamstring to try okay. and get that right. Yeah, all right. Um, so he he probably um, just ate a bit. Yeah, well, he's enjoyed himself. That's fine. Yeah, but look, he'll, he'll be fine. Like he, he'll, he'll be. Um, yeah, good. He's training now, so okay, good. So yep. he's he's bulked up a bit. Uh, I think there's a few guys that bulked up. Parrish has definitely put on another three, four kilos. Okay, of muscle, uh, and that, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Sorry, I, I think there's a there's a group of Essendon, and when it comes when I was talking about Lee Tudor and and Carousella and these guys, yeah. 
what I think most fans want to see is one, not just the high draft picks, but the, the pick 20s, the pick 30s. We really do need these guys to go to another level. Like, and even Parrish, and, and I'll say it, even McGrath, like a pick one is a pick one, right? Yep. Uh, and he's a really good serviceable player. No issue. That's his age. Uh, a parish the second half of last year, I thought was coming on really there. well. <clears throat> but they have... To, I still feel like, and I'm definitely including Francis in this, because Francis is really running over the ground well. Like, they did a... He looks thin now, they, man. Yeah, they did, a, they did some quite a lot of laps around the oval, and he's in the front quarter of the group. Good. Um, so, this is what we need. A Francis, uh, I think McGrath... Uh, a parish. There's some of our real quality in our kids. McKenna to keep going. McKenna to keep going. Yeah. Um, if they if they can um, just take that next step, it makes a huge difference to but, how I think Essendon will perform. Yeah, it's not. A, it, it, this is the thing. It's it's all the difference. It makes yeah. all the difference. You have to have players come through to yeah. take the next step. So how much better? How much better did um, uh, Darcy Parish look last year when he took that next? extra step yeah, yeah. to become one of our better midfielders. Yeah. And Aaron Francis, everybody knows, just below the surface is pure talent. Imagine if he takes up a, um, a role across halfback yeah. and starts to dominate. And then the likes of Kobe Much. Maybe that big kid with a left boot has got something in him. Or maybe Braden Ham takes a bit of a step. Yeah, I don't know. D- Dylan Clark improves his kicking and then he's, Dylan Clark, you're talking mate. about a really seriously good player. That's yeah. it. It's this... this that's where development really is key for us <laughs> at the moment. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited because we're spending money off, off, off the field to get a lot of things right. And if we can fast track our development, I, I'm really, then I'm more optimistic. Because, but we'll all wait and see. Like, uh, uh, there's just so many names that we haven't seen take that next step and they're the kind of the and the a part of it's injury and there's other reasons but yeah the Laverdes and Langfords and that kind of they, we've got to start seeing actually they have to yeah and that's the thing is that the the likes of Carousella and those guys and Lee Tudor even now and and Benny Rutten to see how he changes things yeah. up he's got to get out of Laverde 35% more out of Parish, he's got to get 25% more. He's got to get, I don't know how much more out of Kobe much because can the kid play? Who who actually really knows? He's got to get mm. big steps out of him. And Conor McKenna's got to come back and, and stop playing Gaelic football and get his head back into AFL. And he's got to take that extra step to become, hopefully, an elite footballer at Essendon. Yeah, yeah. Waller's got to keep going. We've got to maybe take, a, Mozzie's got to take a step up. These are the, these are the players that, and this is the thing is that we, we sit here now and we're cautious. Cautious for next year. I'm right with you, Scotty, that every single year, it's like the upcoming... because we said this last year. And the no, year before. I, I know we did a podcast of what I just said the last five minutes. Yeah. That these these certain players have to step up. Now, I would say McGrath and Parrish did to a small extent. Connor McKenna did. Uh, and Connor's always been on in progress. But then there's a lot of other guys I just mentioned that didn't. Because they're injured or they didn't. Or and they just didn't. Yeah, just... absolutely. And that's the thing, right? So, unfortunately, can can Truck Rutten get that 35% out of Laverde and turn yeah. that absolute god of a body into something that's consistent yeah. of an AFL footballer? Because the the thing with the, getting the guys from Richmond, Richmond did get that 30%. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I have so many Everyone's of my Richmond... playing to the core of their ability. That's it. So many of my mates that are Richmond supporters, especially Matt Collins, um, I kept saying to him, mate, Rich, where is Richmond's improvement going to come from? They don't have four or five players that you go, oh, look at all of them. They've all got serious talent. And they come through because they're just talented. They just had, they finished ninth because they had average players playing average football. But then all of a sudden, Hardwick and the rest of that team and Truck and those boys turned those average footballers. It's a bit like Moneyball. He turned a yeah. group of average footballers into a, a team of excellent footballers because he got 35% out of that bloke and he got an extra yeah. 40% out of that bloke. And they identified clear roles for those guys. Yes. Like what to do. And, and their role would contribute to the whole team. Yeah. Whether, whether it's invisible or visible. Don't worry about you. Don't worry about what's happening yeah. on the wing, mate. You worry about your pocket. What's happening in the pocket? Did your bloke get a kick? No? Then your job's done. You know why? Because that helped this bloke. And yeah. that helped this bloke. So hopefully Truck brings that in because clearly, yeah. I mean, even in your job, everybody's sitting there listening to this podcast. The, the clearer your job is, the tasks that you're required to do on a daily basis, yeah. the, the easier your job becomes because you just, you have, you know exactly what you need to do yeah. and they have the talent to execute. Yeah, like when, when we went to Perth, this year, and we beat Fremantle over there. Uh, I mean, Harps has gone to Ambrose and say, "Hey, we need you to do a team thing, and, and shut down Fife." Can yeah. Do yep. Shut him down. We all he did. That's it, all he did. It was a massive contribution to winning the game. Did he probably had? Look, I don't know off the top of head. He probably only had ten possessions. Ambrose, but his role won us the game. Yep. Was a big part of winning this game at least, and that's where I hope the the, the message comes through that. Uh, the unselfish nature of footy, which Richmond really adopted to Hugely. an envious Hugely, level. I yeah. really do rate. Yeah. I love their... I, I hate Richmond, but I just, as a pure footy fan, I love their you program. You can't deny it. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. deny it. Uh, so that, they're, the, they're the improvements. Um, we'll see. We'll see how we mate, go. Don't, don't look now, but I'm starting to get excited about the season again, mate. We, see, we, see <laughs> we talk ourselves into we're it. We're talking ourselves into it here. Well, like that's, a, yeah, we, we, we can see what we're capable of. and, and But we've, this time I've just got to see it. I, I, yeah, I agree. I'm not going to pump up anyone's tyres. I'm just, I just want to... I want us to come out early in the but season. But I'll tell you what, oh, if we see it. Oh, if we see it, though, next year. How good will it be if we see it? Mm. That's the thing, man. Like, I... I'm I'm with Scotty this year, and our, our thoughts on the club are, are very rarely separate. But um, this year, I want to see it. Yep. I want to see it to to change my mind and make me smile and make me go, "Oh wow!" Yeah, there's that extra percent from Darcy's come back and he's got guns. Uh, Parrish has dropped another X amount of kegs, and he's not Parrish. Yeah, um, Francis, sorry, has dropped X amount of kegs, it's and he's running on yeah. top of the ground. Uh, Marty Gleason looks good again, and all these these impact players for us yeah, and they're listening to truck and they're not, the forwards aren't running up into the middle of the bloody ground and we've got a game plan that looks good and that we don't abandon it at the first sign of it being figured out. And it would be, yeah. all of those things would be great to have Essendon show the supporters next year. That would be great to see. Yeah. I want to make a little one point. I mean, we're probably close to wrapping it up soon. I want to make one point. It just dawned on me a while back. Remember how you said you've made reference to the club um, we've got rid of our esports team. Um, not that I paid a lot of attention to the esports team, I must say. Yeah. Um, thank those guys for all their efforts. Um, but we've we've uh, we've clearly we've made investments off the field, and we've, you were saying we're spending far more money 
on the field now with the coaches and the players and retaining Joey and retaining Raz and doing those yeah. things that we needed to do. There was a podcast, and I don't know which podcast it was last year, but you looked up, before the podcast, you looked up the Richmond website and you looked up their mission statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. And their mission statement was in bullet points and the top eight out of ten were all football-related. Yeah, well, the top one, win grand finals. That That's was, it. That, that was, was that was it. Win grand finals, win games of footy, win, 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 win. Do you know what? It was... Um, but then just to, just to compare sorry, that, it, yeah. and then you got ours... And it was all about commercial. commercial, paying the debt down, becoming a club of choice, all these. That's all Diversity fabulous, right? All that, yeah. Diversity and fabulousness, right? And again, can't talk down those things at all because quite literally we'd, we've got no debt and that's a great thing now. But I honestly think that that's the, the exact kind of change that we need. We've, we're going to spend, look out for the budget next year because Xavier's going to spend every single dollar. I bet you next year we will have spent every dollar we can at the football team because <coughs> our focus now, <coughs> mental note, we need a cough button. Um, <laughs> I think our focus this year, especially with Lee Tudor and getting Joe and getting Raz and getting a truck and those guys over is now, okay, the, the, the administration's fine. We can keep the doors open. Now let's concentrate on the football. So I think your, your point from, and, and if you remember that um, podcast, anybody out there, would love to uh, to remember that one and have a, a listen again myself. Get hold of us on the Facebook page. But it's a really interesting thing that we've, there's been a clear switch from administration focus now to club focus. Yeah, you know, if, you, if you look at the um, AGM and had a look at the budget, uh, there's a, we had a clear increase in off-field expenditure which called which is like esports and that yeah. kind of thing aflw comes into that and all that and that's fine yep uh but it's funny the the i'm not going to go into too business talk here yeah. too much here. there's kind of like a good and bad budget that we just outlaid to members it's good that we're debt free of course um but in reality it kind of shows like about a 3.5 million dollar kind of profit right yeah uh i think it's 3.53 3.47 was donations and grants uh-huh. for, the, for, okay. for for the extension of the club yep great but actually it means we made a 20 grand profit we made 60 grand yeah profit if that if that didn't happen yep so i if you look at the esports decision that they're they've got to, easy they're going to make decisions yeah. because there was a slight concern, and and I, look, they'll address it because they're good. They're good operators, yeah. most of all. Um, but they would know they got eighty five thousand members. They got high attendances. They made the finals, mm. um, and they and they profited sixty k. Should equal more than sixty k. Uh, yeah. So they've got to readjust their spending clearly. Yeah. To me, uh, we're both in corporate and procurement, yeah. so there, there's got to be a realignment of what's working and what's not, and what what waste in some ways, or what's and esports decision I've no problem with that because no, no, no. It, it, you can you can tackle that in 5-10 years when you're you know you've got 10 million dollar profit and you yeah. can you can look at new if you want to become a massive brand yeah, yeah. they tried it a bit early it didn't work I have no issue them trying it because it's you're always in business gonna uh, I mean <coughs> I work for Australia Post we try things hey some things work really well some things don't and if you don't try you don't know it's business that's yep. just, that's that's just business, business. Yep. Uh, they there was clearly esports was taking off around the world. It was growing at a stupidly big rate. The amount of money into it, I get it. Trust me. Uh, and I still think they're probably going to have a look at it in the background. But for right now, 
they've got to Footy clean focus. up. They, yeah, they've got to. Their mission should be grand final. I still think it should be their mission statement. Uh, and they got challenged it at the AGM. A guy stood up and said, um, uh, basically, you know, why isn't our mission statement saying to win to a win grand, a grand final? final? Now, Xavier said, obviously, internally it is. It just wasn't caught out in the mission statement. But I disagree a little bit with that. I understand Xavier's point, and clearly he wants to win a grand final. Yeah. I know the obvious, but I still think that still feeds through a club when you actually have it as your mission statement. There's no doubt there to was to see it. Yeah, there's no doubt when Brendan Gale did it, every news operator went, "What the hell?" Because he said, "He said we're going to win three in the next five or ten years with three grand finals." Now they've been in three grand finals and won two of them, yeah. and they're favourites for next year. Yeah. So. And everyone was not saying laughing at him, but even I was like, "Oh, Brendan, what are you on, mate?" Yeah, you're a bit now. Bit I'm, now I'm the self person who's self reflecting, going, "You actually just went bold and said no. We as a club are going to achieve at the highest excellence. Aim for the moon, mate. Aim for the moon. If you don't quite make it, you're still yeah. at the stars. Like, come on." So, look, just to wrap up, it was a very interesting AGM. So you had. You had Bruce Francis there at the AGM. Bless his eager little heart, that boy. And uh, and look, just a quiet tip. There's, I'm pretty confident uh, I've heard that Xavier actually approached him afterwards, spoke to him for about 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so would you like to be a fly on the wall for that conversation? Mate, do you reckon we can get him on the podcast again? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, so I think Xavier's had a really good kind of, I mean... Uh, just on one thing for him to not go to the AFL. Like, I give him yeah. a lot of credit for that. Big, big, big thank you to Xavier on that one. Uh, they would have backed I, I, a truckload I, of money I up I think to that him. puts it to any rest about where his loyalties lie. Yep. Um, because that's a, you know, it is a promotion to, and, and there's no doubt that he would probably be looked upon as a possible Gill replacement if he oh, took that, that was job. Eddie Maguire said on the hot breakfast in the morning, he said, have, make no mistake, he was being groomed for that job. Yep. And Eddie said he will accept it. Yeah. Now, Eddie said, he goes, you don't get offered the the number one job at the AFL and not accept it, right? Because that would have come with a massive pay rise. And it's it's a big job for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. a CEO. Nah. So for him to, uh, to stay at the club, I think is a really good example of him saying that he has unfinished business. Yeah. And, and it's true. Like, it actually is true. I get, I get the debts paid off. Yep. But... The, the football club is a football club. Mm. And on the football side, we're... we're we haven't a, got there yet. We're average. We're yeah, just, we're 50% of our way there. Yeah, yeah. So I like the fact that he didn't like the, that our on-field has had very little success because it, it is part of the whole criteria of a club is obviously to yeah. play in finals consistently and be successful. So, look, the AGM, uh, uh, I found Lindsay Tanner... Uh, very interesting. I'll just say that I'm not the biggest rap for him. I'll, I'll just be out there. Okay. Uh, I can't speak it with too much kind of overly detail. So people might say, "How would you know what he does and doesn't do?" I just know as a fan um, that he's very uh, he's not invisible, but um, I think when things come up the club, uh, yeah, just things like the rampy thing with the post and all that, I, I find. We go to ground a lot more than than be vocal. Uh, that's just my perception. I feel like he's a very quiet president, um, and I think at some points I I wouldn't mind him standing up a little bit more for the club. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see him being a bit more. 
stepping in front of the media too. Like, yeah. I could see that, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's not Kenneth, and, and no, you, he's can't, not. you can't change a personality, but I still think he's still quite strong. Like when he talks, he's quite strong. And I just, yeah. I felt like he, he needed to up his game and that level for members and, and, and not just be talking to catering groups and having that behind the scene of just the high end of Essendon. Uh, you've got 85,000 members around Australia. I think you had to be more visible and, yep. and, and that's just my perception. Um, uh, but he obviously, the the question was about a, a Senate inquiry and, you know, would you be interested in that if it helped play players get off? Now, obviously he said no, that as a club, we won't go to a Senate inquiry. That's obviously going to displease a lot of people. Uh, and look, the I'm a bit torn, but... I still think probably the timing was wrong. The the timing of probably David Evans being a life member just at this very early stage. I think I think with some things you gotta just know your audience and know the timing. And, and look, I think David probably should still be three four years away. That's personally me. I, yeah. I I I don't like a fact that he's never come back and actually explained anything. Like I have still have no idea his role. And he was the president. Like he, yeah. he saw everything. He never explained anything to members. Uh, and I, I still have a, a massive gripe about that. And personally, I just thought the timing was wrong. I understand he, he donated a million to, to the to the hangar and, and he was the architect behind building the hangar and Essendon yep. going to the next level. I get all that. I get that the uh, quite a, most of the 34 players absolutely love him. It's, it's always the odd contradiction to yeah. all this. Is that there's is there's, there's clearly something we're missing, or there's this because a lot of fans have a lot of hostility towards him. But and the odd part is that the club out, and the players outside don't. Outside of Hurdy and, and yeah. maybe Bomber, a lot of the players don't. Now, if you read between the lines and read Chip's book, you can probably see a guy trying to get the players off, but while doing that, burning some other staff, and you so you can see what what's kind of yeah. happening. Uh, but I just thought the timing was right. I, di- I didn't think it was a very successful AGM. Um, I-, I just thought that was the wrong timing. I, I-, I look, I, I don't know if the club can ever su- support an inquiry, but I, it's a tricky one because I, I think I think Tanner genuinely believes it won't go anywhere. I, I don't think he just no, dismisses it's... it. He's a Labor politician. He knows politics have to be involved, and and, and I've always felt like an inquiry would be very hard to be successful on uh, for those guys. I've always supported the idea if if people wanted to do it. And obviously Job had tweeted saying, look, keep digging. Yeah. So I, I, it was an interesting one because he, he, he noted that he won't do an inquiry because, you know, it could cause quite a lot of harm to the players. And, and, and it, it is worthy to know that Job <coughs> is one of the 34, like you, you know, they say that they talk to all the 34, you know, quite often. And and we don't know all these 34 guys. This could be, easily could be guys that, you know, if generally if it was all brought up and brought out the open, they could be, could go through a generally yeah. hard time. Yep. We know Lovett Murray is very passionate about clearing himself. We know Jobs doesn't think he's guilty and doesn't mind it. That's two out of the 34. Yeah, so that's, that's the one. It's very tricky. It's, I, I personally support an inquiry, but as long as, as long as the the people involved, who, uh, including the thirty four, feel like it's the right step, and and that's what, almost like that's what they want to do. They're the victims, not not you know. Yeah. Uh, so if if they if if they turned around and said we want this, 
and I, I know Job and Nathan is, so I've been a bit more open to it when I've started to see that. Fine, we'll go with it. Um, but it's, it, look, Tanner's. Um, I think Tanner doesn't understand that he has a bit of a gap between almost like members on the outer than the caterie and the inside group. And I think as a club, if you hear this, I think they it's got to be addressed. He's got to be a bit more personable to the whole of the members and, and not just the one-off letter every three months. I've just, uh, we've got under, I think he needs to have a bit more of a relationship with the members and understand what their gripes are and, and, and what their situation is. So that's me just personally. Uh, besides that, well, as you know, we'll all support the club. We're members again. Without a, without a doubt. Members already through. So look, as always, we're, we're excited about the year ahead. Uh, oh, mate, this we're, is the, we're cautious, we, but we love footy. So, mate, and that's just, the thing. We 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 do one. We're not going to back away from the statement that we want to see results next year. We really do. Like it's yeah. it's it's going to be again difficult bomber supporters because <clears throat> I really need a cough button. Um, because the we are changing again. We're changing again. We're changing from changing coaching. We're changing setups, coaching yeah. setups. We've got some new players again. We have two coaches got, in some ways. That's it, right? So. We were changing when Wusher arrived, and then you said, "No, no, no! You got to give him twelve months to get his game plan into gear." And then we've given him twelve months to get his game plan, and then Joey D went out injured, and then we've got this happening. And oh, we just got to wait till next season to get Smith out for the year. Smith's yeah. out for the year, damn it! And then Francis is out for a while, and then Francis is going home, but now he's staying. And this is the thing, right? Like we've been so many years where, oh, and then all, and then hey, happy days! We got Stringer and Shield and Sard and all these guys and. There's been five years, man, seriously, of just different changes every single year. And that's why I looked at Scotty and said, damn, it'd be nice just to have a coach. Continuity. Just some continuity. Some continuity. No discussion about your, your um, chief executive officer going somewhere or the president or anything. Just get some decent draft picks. Bring him into the club and just start integrating him and watching them in the twos and then bring him into the ones. And like you know, your average football team does. But no... Unfortunately, the Bomber supporters is that, again, we've got truck next year. We've got to look forward to. He's, he was extremely, extremely wanted by other clubs, especially Adelaide. Don't don't think for a split second that he wasn't. So, again, the likes of Xavier and the team have done what they need to do. They've got a good bloke in Lou Tudor. They've got a great bloke in truck. They addressed the midfield. They know the midfield's an issue. So they went and got the best midfield-rated coach in the comp. They've done whatever they can. But again, bomb fans, we just have to worry about the fact that we've got to get used to truck system. We've got to get used to Blake's system. We've got to get used to this. We've got to get used to, to get that. <laughs> and we've got to get fit. So next year, guys, we are still optimistic. We are. We are members before the year ends, right? <clears throat> so get your memberships. Get back out there next year because we still are the Essendon Football Club and there are still players on that list that will come out and bleed for that club. Um, the likes of Dyson Heppel, they will be working their asses off from day one. And they, they more than we should, they deserve our support. So go and get your membership now. Get out there round one and start cheering. Because I know the club listens to this podcast and they they, they do listen to the players wherever, they, sorry, the supporters wherever they can. So they, they know the challenge that they've got ahead of them. It's going to be big, but the people that we put out on that park deserve our support. So, mate, round one next year, get your bums into those seats um, and start supporting the boys. It's okay to be cautious. It is okay to be wanting to see results. It really is. I think even the club get it. <laughs> yeah, and the club get it this year that they have to focus and they are focusing on it. So, 
guys, let's see what they do next year. Yep. Let's see what they do, man. We've got we we retained Joey, we retained Raz. How long for? Who knows? But yep. we did what we had to do, and when those two boys are fit, running out of full forward, we look good. Yeah. Um, and we've got the likes of um, Stringer and Sard and, and and Smith and those guys back. We're a good side Bomber fan, so I'm really looking forward to next year. Exactly. And look, just uh, as we just wrap up for the year. Just a lazy hour and eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, excuse me, it's the, the Joe Rogan kind of. Yes. <laughs> Long <laughs> podcast. Um, but that's good. It's the way good wrap up the year. Absolutely. And it gives you something to listen to in the off season. Uh, just on next year, right? So, Grant, can you tell yeah. us about your adventure and what <laughs> that might that mean? I'll, maybe I'll discuss about what that might that mean. But Roger that. Um, next year, Bomber fans, uh, as much as I've enjoyed this podcast, I'm going to go and do something a bit silly. Um, I've camping with good health too. Camp and yes, <laughs> and with good health. I, a mate of mine, uh, uh, Chris Mather. Check out his website, cmather.com, um, if you want to check out his website. Um, Chris Mather introduced me to uh, some camping. I just went and did a few overnight camps and hikes with him up in the hills, and I really enjoyed it. Like I said to him, and I'll, I'll make this quick. I just enjoy the. The the um, the calmness and and just chucking some snags and burning them on a on a barbie it's great. So me being me has taken it to the nth degree. Started watching some YouTube videos about a uh, a hiking trail in the United States called the Appalachian Trail. And the Appalachian Trail is uh, a trail that starts in Georgia in the the south of the United States and finishes. Wait for it, six months later in Maine. So right near Canada, right near Canada. So March one next year, I'm going to be stood on top of Springer Mountain, Georgia, and I'm going to be walking north. So it should take me about five to six months to walk from Georgia to Maine, which should pretty much be the exact total of the entire (laughs) AFL footy season. So it's going to be me live every now and then on the podcast, me live from the top of some mountain in Tennessee or Virginia or somewhere like that. Um, but yeah, Scotty, tell you've us got, what you've got planned. Yeah, so you've got your visas and everything. So it's, Mate, it's, it's definitely for real. I've got the visas. I've got the, the accommodation. The flights are all booked. Everything's done. March 1, I'm stood on top of Springer. This is a... My God bless my lovely wife. Um, she has given me six months off from my life, basically. Um, she understands that this is a really important thing. I have literally been saving for four years um, for this. Um, to save enough money so that she doesn't have to deal with all of the, the bills and stuff by herself, plus also pay for me to be over there. So this is a bit of a once-in-a-lifetime bucket list thing for me. Um, <laughs> jinx. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm heading off on 25th of Feb. I'm heading over there for a few days before I take off on Springer, and then I'm walking. Now, I'm also not exactly Rob DeCostella, so I realized that the likelihood of me making it, and this is statistically, is less than 20% of the people that take <laughs> off make it all the way. So I could be back halfway through the season, uh, but um, it's going to take my, to, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna take my right leg falling off for me to stop doing it. So God bless my wife. She has given me six months off from my life. So that's what I'm going to head over and do. So you're probably asking everyone, what does that mean for the podcast? Well, oh no, Grant's not going to be there. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> so look, we fully, uh, well, I fully intend to keep the podcast going. Look, there might be some occasions where it's just me, but we're going to have some, uh, which I'm working on some some guests kind of um, 
uh, I guess, podcast guests uh, for a number of shows. There's a number of people we've been contacting, you know, Sam in the States and... Um, uh, if you're listening to this, Sam, can't wait to have you on the on the podcast some more. I had a good conversation with a solution from the Winter Hill Windsock. And I, I think he, he was open to doing a couple of shows and, and a few things like that. So we're just going to keep going through and see what how we can get uh, some shows going. Obviously, I... We got a lot of journalists who came in and Ron Conley and a few other guys and we'll see if we can get them on yep. board to just help out with a couple of shows. So I fully intend the show will continue uh, it's on some occasions. It might be just my voice, so I hope that's okay. Of course it will be. Uh, so look, the show will continue. Uh, look, we, we are going to take a, a, a bit of time off uh, because obviously it's the nothing, nothing New Year period. period yeah. Yes, so... We'll see when we pick things up. I don't know if we'll be late January or Feb, but we'll. I'm sure we'll be back to talk about preseason. Yep. But we want to just two things. Wish, uh, actually, first of all, just want to thank the the Mantra uh, for being our sponsor yeah, this year. The um, Mantra Tullamarine. Thank you very much for sponsoring us for this year. Uh, really, really appreciate it. You can still. Um, uh, I actually don't know what the code is again. Uh, lunchtime catch up. That's it. it. Lunchtime catch up. You can still go to the Mantra Hotel in Tamarine and type in uh, lunchtime catch up uh, and get ten percent off any hotel booking. So that's still live and going. So thank you guys to for being our very first sponsor. Uh, but really, we just wanted to thank every one of you. Um, we doubled our audience <laughs> from the previous year. That is nuts. And. Uh, we're just pretty humbled and, and just want to say thanks to everyone. I know I can be a bit reckless on Twitter and be emotive and and have these debates and, and I'm, I'm a person who speaks from the heart and I hope that makes okay. But I, I, I always hopefully am respectful in the way I communicate and debate with people and I'll never want to insult anyone or anything like that. And But I just want to thank to all our, I just basically all our friends basically is yeah. a couple of thousand of you and who, who tune in and, and the 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 way you listen to the show and the respect you give myself and Grant, we're we're just we're for us it's generally a fan podcast. It's not a club nah. podcast. It's it's generally a fan podcast. And I don't doubt that we've said a few things that the club hasn't liked. Actually, <laughs> no, no. Well, it has been harder to get guests from the club this year. Yeah, uh, but look, that's a, that's a reality. We 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 had to make a decision at the start of the year. Where, where do we want to go? And there was a few options. Huh. And we just said no. We are fans. We want to be a fan podcast, and and that means this year we have to be quite honest. And but that, that's because that's what we're talking for. What we know. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking from a pans from a pans from a fans pod from a wow. A f- I'm sick. Fans point a, of view. A, from a fan's point of view. And it's the place where we can talk uh, yeah. with the most knowledge because we're fans. We're, yeah. We have been for lifelong fans of the Essendon Footy Club. So when we talk passionately, we're talking from a, an area in which we feel. Yeah. And that's when we, that's a decision we made at the start of the year. We could, we could have gone a different way, but it's so much easier to talk for an hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> right? Because probably bore you for the 45 of those minutes, but um, we can talk so passionately from a fan's point of view because that's what we are first and foremost. Yeah, we, exactly. That's and, and that's what we always wanted to start from the start. Like, do we go to a club website kind of thing, club view? But no, we we, we always started off as the fan point of view and, and we talk like a fan and, and you know, we're going to get some takes wrong. You know, we're going to get some things wrong, but we're speaking from the heart. You know, when we watch... We both go to the games and we watch the games and we talk about it afterwards. That's just what we see and 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 yeah, 
there's some people going to disagree and some people not, but I think I think what I'm learning uh, recently is that in this world, the the better we'll be if we actually can debate a lot better as as people. And yeah. uh, because at the moment, you know, around the world, it's it's very you're a leftist and you're a rightist and you're yeah. the opposite. And the but, left is wrong if you're the right, and the right is wrong and you're off the left. And, and I'm probably I've been probably fall into that trap as well. So I'm my kind of my little New Year's resolution is to is to try and have healthy debates with people and then people who vehemently disagree with my takes and then I talk to them uh, at a comfortable level and 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 be open to what they have to say and, yep. and be respectful of that so uh, again just have a great Christmas everyone have a great holiday I hope your your family's healthy and 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 it all gets through safe and yep. and um uh, yeah and to all you know to everyone fighting fires up north and everything like that um we're just hoping for some some better news and some rain and and yeah. So. Absolutely. So thank thank you very much, everybody, to the to the guests that have been on the show, to the listeners. Absolutely. Um, thank you for 2019. Like Scotty said, we've just doubled our listeners, which is insane for us. Um, we've got uh, lovely new uh, podcast studios now. We're going to be uh, back next year. Scotty more than me, but um, again, depending, I could blow the. You'll I be could, back early next I year. could blow a knee and just come back, but that's beside the point. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, tune in next year; it's going to be a great year. We're, we're really looking forward to this. have yourself a great Chrissy, um, and we will talk to you guys in the new year. And as I always leave you, go bombers, go bombers. <laughs> <laughs>